Well, it's so lovely to see you all this morning. We are actually in a series, uh, Teach Us to Pray. We are a church that believes in prayer. We love to pray. We long to pray. Because we know when we pray, God answers us. And so we've had this series up till now. And then last week, Pastor Daniel did a marvelous job on how we can ask. He spoke about the ask, to ask in prayer. And uh, it was really good. But today, I have the privilege of this topic, why God delays in answering prayer. Why God delays in answering prayer, and what should we do when that happens? I am sure that this has happened to you. And so we're going to talk about this this morning. Can we just thank the Lord? Father, we love you. We bless you. We've had an awesome time of just, just quietening our hearts before you, lining up our thinking upon you. And so as we continue with your word, may your word teach us and enlighten us and help us. And Lord, this is my prayer this morning, that we would get it. That we as men and women of God, we would get it when it comes to the delays over our lives. Would you teach us and mature us today, we pray, in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen and amen. This week, I happened to visit a beautiful brother in the Lord who's in hospital in Vancouver. He's been in hospital for six months, and he's battled so many things. And right now, this minute, he's waiting for a heart to get a heart transplant. But as I was sitting by his bedside, as he was, this is my second visit with Jeff, and while I was seated by his bedside, he proceeded to speak the word of God to me. So here was this guy, six months in a hospital bed, and this is the gist of what he was saying. He was saying, you know, I've been praying. Now, he had no idea. I hadn't said a word. He had no idea what I was speaking on this morning. And he said to me, I have been in this bed for six months. And I have prayed. But I know one thing. Even though it's been six months, God heard my prayer. And I know that God is going to answer my prayer. And I know, and this is what he said, I'm going to get up after I get my heart transplant. And I'm going to walk out of this place. And I tell you what, I, I was so overcome by the Spirit of God in my life. That here's this man, he's speaking the word of God in a very difficult situation. This whole host of things going on in his body. But he knows that even in the wait, he spoke with faith. He spoke with a surety that God is true to his word. 
And in essence, that's exactly what I want to speak to you about today. Why God delays in answering prayers, and what should we do when that happens? So Jeff set up my first point in a wonderful way. My first point today is God delays so you can demonstrate your faith. God delays so you can demonstrate your faith. Did you know? The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, how to wait for God. Isn't that great? Here's the answer right now. So if you want to know how to wait for God, here it is. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That is God's word. You see, we need to respond to God's delay with faith and not doubt. God guarantees, the Bible says it, not me, God guarantees a harvest and it will arrive at the proper time. So we pray something like this, Father in heaven, I'm asking you today in Jesus' name, that, Lord, you would provide for whatever. And I thank you for this. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. And then generally there is a gap, a waiting period. So what do you do in the waiting period? Well, there's lots that we can do in that waiting period. Did you know that Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says this, you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, don't you like that? It says, not if or maybe, when you've done the will of God, you will receive what He's promised. We need to continue to do the will and the works of God while we are waiting for the promise of God. You'll see this in Scripture throughout. And so Hebrews 10, uh, 36 teaches us this. Persevering is a quality of Christian character. To persevere really is to endure with an expectation of victory. Because when there's faith in the solution, there is victory at the end, and there is an expectation for victory. You know, many years ago, my wife and I were at Bible college. We didn't have any money. We went to college in Dallas, Texas. We were just little Africans you know, going to Bible college. And, uh, and we were trusting the Lord. And it was, my birthday was coming. And um, my wife prayed. She prayed, Father in heaven, I pray in Jesus' name, as my husband's birthday is coming up, that you would release $100 so I can purchase a camera for his birthday. And so, that's what she prayed. And so, you know, as Bible students do, they check the mailboxes because wonderful things happen in mailboxes when you're a student, like checks 
money, you know, wonderful letters and words of encouragement. And so we would check our mailbox every day. My birthday came and the money did not. My wife was devastated. However, she is a woman of faith. But she said, Lord, I don't know what's going. What did I do wrong? Etc. Et Have you ever said something like that? But she was a woman. She is a woman of faith. And she continued to believe the Lord. Well, 10 days later, we got a telephone call from a friend of ours in Florida. And he said, Mike, excuse me. Before I go any further, I need to ask your forgiveness. He said, you know, God spoke to me in prayer at least two weeks ago to send you and Cherith a hundred dollars, but I was disobedient. Now there's, a, there's something to learn here. He says, I was disobedient, but I want you to know, I want you to know that the check is in the mail. You should probably get it either today or tomorrow. We got it the next day. I thanked him for it. I never said a word about our situation. I thanked him for it, prayed for him, blessed him in Jesus' name, and said goodbye. So what happened? What happened? My wife asked the Father in the precious name of Jesus. Jesus said, Holy Spirit, you see that guy Don down there? He's praying. I want you to go and place in his heart to release $100 to give to Mike and Cherith. The Holy Spirit did that immediately. And immediately the prayer was answered from God to man. Herein lies the problem. <laughs> Man. <laughs> okay? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I tell you what. And, you know, Nagusi, you know what it's like. You know, when God speaks to you, sometimes we delay. It's not God's fault. Right? God answered the prayer. Anyway, let's move on from that. You see... My point is this, if you've been a Christian for very long, you will have experienced God's delays. David was a man of God, agreed? Sure. In the Old Testament, there's a guy called David. And David experienced them. He wrote this. He said, this is David, the great man of God. Oh God, I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for you. Psalm 69 verse 3. And then again he wrote in Psalm 62 verse 1, he says, My soul waits in silence for God only for Him is my salvation. Amen? Amen indeed. You see, delay or waiting is not easy, but there's always a choice that we can make. You see, while you're waiting for the answer to your prayer, you can moan, you can groan, you can be impatient, you can get upset, you can be disappointed, you can even be offended at God. No? Just me? You can even get a bit jaded in your faith. 
But what we have to realize is that delays or waiting for God is a test of our faith. Chris, the fact of the matter is when you pray, sometimes the prayer just doesn't get answered like that. Sometimes there's a delay. You've got to wait. Deneen, I wish I could say to you it would happen immediately. But God knows, and we'll find out the answer to that. We don't like tests. Who likes tests? But we have to go through tests to see what we know, to see where we are, to see how much we can handle. And God gives us these tests all the time. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit of Christ so we can step out in faith and be that blessing. Amen? Okay, so waiting is especially difficult in the light of the shortness of life. You know, we only have, you know, three score and ten, seven years and bonus years here on this, in this, on this beautiful earth. And the older you get, the quicker life seems to fly by. I don't know if anyone can identify with me on this one. I mean, it is amazing to think that all of our children are now grown up. One son, two daughters. All three of them are married. They now have children. We are grandparents. Wow. And it happens so quickly. We have 11 grandchildren and counting. I wonder, I wonder how all of those years went by so quickly. As some, as some have even observed, that life was kind of like a roll of toilet paper, and the closer you get to the end, the quicker it goes. And I'm telling you, that, that, that's kind of like life, Daniel. It's like life, Daniel. Daniel, serve the God with all of your might. Katie, serve God with all of your might, even in your youth. There's no time to spare. My wife and I were raised in Rhodesia slash Zimbabwe. We're from Zimbabwe. And culture also plays into this. You know, when, when we lived in Africa, we were born and raised in Africa, waiting and delays in our country was the norm Are you shocked? It was the norm. I mean, you had to wait in line for gas for hours. But you spoke to one another. There was community in the lineup. You didn't start, you didn't start your car and drive one car up. No, you put your shoulder in and you pushed your car. You pushed your car. Sometimes for two hours, you would push your car to get 20 liters of gas. It was the norm. When you went to the bank, there was a lineup. There wasn't any ATMs when I was there. You lined up at the bank, so you just spoke to everybody. And of course, I had a wonderful time witnessing Jesus uh, uh, to people. It was precious. There was lineups to get bread. There was lineups at the bus station. There was lineups at the clinics. We even brought in special taxis called ETs, emergency taxis, to try and take the people and make it quicker. Delays and waiting was the norm. But then even in our language, our language is fairly relaxed. 
Our language is, you know, and I know I speak very slowly. I can't speak as fast as Craig and Daniel. I try, but I cannot. I, I am a slow guy. It must be my histrionics, my background in my DNA, I don't know. But even in our language, in, in, when we say, okay, that we used to have teams over from the States, etc., etc., uh, from all over the countries, the, the world, and they used to say to me, so Mike, when are we going to go? I say, we're going to go just now. Wow! It was like an atomic bomb just exploded. Everyone's running around trying to get, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Just now means any, any time between now and the next 40, 45 minutes. I have a dear friend, David Oliver. He's a businessman. He's had many businesses. He lives in England. He's a wonderful man of God, a prophet of God. And, uh, and he used to come and visit us. And I used to, he was wound up like a spring. I said, David, 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 just relax. Just relax. And he says, Mike, if you tell me that one more time, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> so we get to Canada's different, right? It's not like that. You know, the green light, you stop. When it turns green, you better go. Because when the green light turns green, you go, go, go. Because if you don't, the person behind you will help you go. <laughs> and I confess to you, I confess to you in the last couple of months, I, 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 I've become more Canadian than I thought I was. <laughs> uh, let's move on, shall we? Because life is so short, it's difficult when the Lord makes you wait. I was in the military for some time, and, and just as the military must subject soldiers to very severe tests to verify their trustworthiness with secrets of war, defenses, weaponry, or whatever it is, battle plans, so our Heavenly Father subjects us, his servants, to the most sincere tests for faithfulness. Did you know that delay is one of those tests? A test for faithfulness and trustworthiness is a test from God. God uses delays to teach us to trust him more fully and to submit more thoroughly to his lordship over our lives. God uses his delays to teach us to trust him more fully and to submit more thoroughly to the lordship over our lives. We must demonstrate our faith when we wait for God. Secondly, God delays because his ways are not our ways. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are higher, period. Trust that he has a divine purpose for his delay over your life. I am learning, I am not perfect, but I am learning more and more to trust that God has a divine purpose for that delay in my life. You see, your viewpoint is limited, but God sees all things. Would you agree? 
The Bible tells us trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He, the Lord your God, will actually direct your pathway. I actually believe that. And He says that also because there's something else you've got to consider. You've got to consider that there are unseen battles that take place whilst you are waiting. God's ways are higher than our ways, remember. His thoughts are not our, our, our thoughts are not his thoughts. So, so Daniel, for example, was a man of God in the Old Testament. And he was fasting and praying over a 21-day period, asking for understanding. Wow. Prayed for and fasted for 21 days, asking God for understanding. Well, what happened? On the 24th day, an angel of the Lord appeared to Daniel. And, and see what he said to Daniel about what was happening behind what we can see. In Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 to 14, the Bible says, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first Day. Wow. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your gods, your God, your words were heard. On the first day, your words were heard, and I have come, the angel said, in response to them. But... And here it is. There are some unseen things that go on. But the prince of the Persian kingdom, talking about our enemy, Satan, resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, that's my name, hallelujah, but it's not me. Michael is the, the archangel of the Lord, also known as one of the chief princes then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the visions concern the future, a time yet to come. It's interesting as we look through the scriptures, there's the proper time, the time yet to come. God understands exactly who we are and where we are. So we thank God for that. And also we must thank God that He is a loving God. He's a loving God. He's merciful God. You see, God does not want us to turn into scoffers, to turn into people with that kind of spirit. In fact, in the New Testament, in the second letter to Peter, chapter 3, verses 4 to 9, the scoffers will say, the Bible says, the scoffers will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as if since, uh, 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 goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But do not forget this one thing. 
The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, sometimes there's a long, long delay. My father-in-law, ever since I met him, I knew him for 42 years before he died. And for 42 years, my wife a lot longer than that, but for me, we were praying for his salvation. And for 42 years, he said no to Jesus. But just in the last days of his life, when I was with him, we had waited. I said, Lord, when, I was, when we were flying in the airplane, this is some three years ago, when my father-in-law died. I said, Lord, for 40 years I've been rehearsing things in my mind and my spirit. There is nothing new for me to say. And I just sensed the Spirit of God say to me, leave it to me. And the bottom line, to cut a long story short, after 42 years praying for my father-in-law, at his bedside, I was able to lead him to Christ. God, on that, in that moment in time, gave me, amen, that's a long time, and sometimes, you know, Cameron, when you're waiting and waiting and waiting on God, you think, God, did you ever hear me? Yes, he heard you, we know that, he heard you. John, you're saying, but God, it's been so long. God heard you. I don't know what to say. God says, I've got this. And as I prayed the sinner's prayer with my father-in-law, I've never seen him. He sobbed and sobbed and sobbed as he asked God to forgive him. So he too could be with Jesus, and also one day when my mother-in-law would go home to be with Jesus, he too would be with her. In Acts chapter 24, there's an amazing story. Acts 24, verses 24 onwards, and it's about Paul the apostle. You know, do you think that they also had doubts? <laughs> Do you ever get to think that maybe Paul, the great apostle, had some struggles in his mind? I don't know, but, but to me, Paul must have struggled as he, he remained in custody in Caesarea for two years. And we notice this as we read Acts 24. We get we, we, the notice that is that's given to us about Paul seems almost like an insignificant passing comment. And that insignificant passing comment is in verse 24 of chapter 24 of Acts. But after two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. And wishing to do the religious Jews a favor, Felix left Paul imprisoned. Wow. Wow. You know, you can read that. It just took us a few seconds, didn't it? 
But that represents two long years of Paul's life and he wasn't getting any younger. To gain some political capital, a selfish politician leaves God's number one apostle to the Gentiles in prison. The preaching of the gospel among the, among the Gentiles will have to wait. But you know what thrills me about this? Is that Paul didn't just put his head down and, oh, poor me. Oh, God, you never answer my prayers. Oh, God. No. Do you know what he did? He continued to have faith in God. And in those two years, I'm not sure when in those two years, but you know what he did? He wrote the letter to the Philippians. And get this. Do you know what the theme of Philippians is? Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. What? Okay, now I know. He was a great man of God because even though he was in prison for two years, waiting for the release from God, he was doing the will and the works of God. He was doing what God designed him to do. That's preach the word, but this time it was in writing. Wow, I love that. Thirdly, God delays so he can bless your waiting. Wow. Shall we read that again? God delays so he can bless your waiting. Isaiah 30, 18. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Do you see that, my friends? You've got to understand, He loves you so much. He longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. He's a God of justice. And look at that. Blessed are all, whoops. Blessed are all who wait for Him. I am blessed when I wait for Him. Those who wait for God will be blessed by God. Wow, that puts things in another light. When I move in faith, as I continue to wait, God, I will be blessed by God. God will take care of you and show you compassion while you are waiting for Him. You know, over the years, I've made an observation. And may, I'm sure many of you can identify with this. When a person comes to Christ, when first saved, do you remember that time in your life? When first saved, God answers quickly. Why? Because we're babies. Roger, you know, when you're a baby, you have to have a lot of care. We're babes in Christ. A baby, when it's hungry, cries. So we feed them. We change them. We lay them down for a nap. And as earthly parents, we are quick to respond to the needs of our baby. Why? They're just babies. 
Oh, Daniel and Katie, I can't wait for the day when we hear your baby stories. I'm so looking forward to it. But because we love our children so much, and they're just babies, if they go, eh, we're there. <laughs> it's, it's so precious. It's wonderful. But you know what? Me thinks that God is the same way. When we are newborn Christians, when we tithed, we got back a quick return. When we prayed, we got back a quick answer. We were babies, right? So God came quickly to our rescue. He rescued us because He loves us. But He, like any parent, like any parent, He doesn't want us to remain as babies. His desire is for us to mature and grow up. So while we were waiting for an answer to our prayer, a door of opportunity to open or a financial breakthrough, we know God has told us was coming, or through a prophetic word, we go through a season of waiting. But when the wait goes beyond our ability to wait, that's when we cry out, Oh God, not fair! Oh God, help me. We need to trust in the Lord. We start crying out and we start demanding and we start commanding an answer from heaven. We don't want to be scoffers. We want to have faith and trust the Lord. We need to stop and realize that we have to grow up and remember that the Lord is a God of justice. His heart is for us. His desire to bless us. And number four, God delays so He can be glorified in the end. John 11 verse 4 says an amazing thing. When He heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No. It is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. John's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 4. Now, that verse is part of a broader passage in John's Gospel, chapter 11, from verse 1 all the way almost to the end of the chapter to verse 43. A wonderful read. And it's concerning the death and the resurrection of Lazarus. Now, you've got to understand that Jesus knew Lazarus. Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus purposefully delayed in going to him when he heard he was sick. And during the delay, Lazarus died. Jesus ultimately resurrected Lazarus, which was a manifestation of Jesus' glory for all to see. You know, sometimes in our lives, there are things that look dead. They're so dead, can they possibly be resurrected? Believe God to resurrect that gift that He has given you, or whatever it is. Jesus purposefully delayed. Wow. So here, Jesus shows us here about delay. Delay is God's idea. 
God's delay is not his denial. It's not his denial. Methinks that his delay is part of his design. You know, there's a man called Jacob in the Old Testament. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that Jacob. He didn't get the blessing from the angel until near the dawn of day. And he had to wrestle all night for it, but God was glorified. Sometimes we have to wrestle and we have to press into God and walk with Him and not listen to our natural thinking. Our natural thinking can take us miles away from God. We have to go with God's Word. Paul, the apostle, asked the Lord three times that a thorn in the flesh might be taken from him. And you know what? He received no assurance that it should be removed. But instead, do you know what his answer was? Instead, a promise that God's grace would be sufficient for him. Sometimes God's delay is to show his power and his sovereignty. Now, nobody enjoys delay or waiting longer than expected, particularly today in, in the in the generation that we're in right now. We live in a generation of instant, fast, one-touch-now mentality. That's our generation. Most of the time, and this is, where it comes, this is where we get into trouble, most of the time we want God to always work like that when it comes to working on our behalf and answering our prayers. Instantaneously, just as a press of a button. This is what was in the mind of the psalmist. And I had to chuckle because David, many years ago, he says, Do not hide your face from me in the day of trouble, O Lord. Incline your ear in the day that I call. Answer me speedily. <laughs> wow, that's a good 21st century request. It's Psalm 102 in verse 2. So even the prophet Habakkuk asked, O Lord, how long shall I cry? David often says, Lord, how long will you be angry against the prayers of your people? You see, what blesses me about this is that really, we're all the same. It doesn't matter whether you lived millennia ago, if you were an Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, or whether you were a David or a Solomon, or whether you were in Jesus' day, or in whatever age, to today, we find that we're all the same. All of us are human beings, and all of us need help from God. I'd ask the worship team to come, please, at this time. For centuries, the Jewish people prayed for Messiah to come, but it was not until the fullness of time, the right time, that he came. And that's what Paul is referring to in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 when he says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son. You see, understanding divine timing is critical in the life of a believer. God will be glorified. So, today, as we consider waiting on God, 
and why our prayers are delayed or unanswered for a while. To conclude, here is the sum answer to this question as far as I see it, why God delays in answering prayers. I have to respond by giving you Scripture. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The reason he delays in answering our prayers is because he's working all things over here for, he's working all things for his and our ultimate good. And so the Lord continues to exhort us in Luke 18.1, pray and do not give up. And that is my prayer for you, that you would continue to pray and not give up. Can we just stand to our feet at this moment in time as I close? As we just bow our heads in prayer. As I was praying this week concerning this message, I believe that there are here, some people here today, and we have prayed already, but there are people here today who have been waiting a long time. And I want you just to quieten your heart before the Lord. You've been waiting for a long time. You, you're disappointed. You feel crushed. You feel let down. Honestly, even a bit jaded. And it's affecting your life in a negative way. My dear brother and sister, don't be a scoffer. Put your heart right. God wants to set you free. He's teaching you. He is with you. He is for you. Your answer will come. Your prayer will be answered. Some have even given up. Even some have walked away. You've seen other people receive their answer, but you're still waiting. I say to you today in confidence that God knows. He knows your request. He knows your need. He heard it the first day. Will you trust Him? Will you worship Him? Will you do the works and the will of God? I want you just now to bring that request before God, just very quietly in your spirit. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm bringing to your remembrance and mine when I prayed for, and then you name it, I still believe you for that, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you do your work in our hearts?
Forgive us, Lord, for doubting you. Forgive us, Lord, for our sinful attitudes and our ways. Help us now, Lord, to realign our hearts and our minds to what your word declares. And now, Father, I bless my friends today in Jesus' name.